what sets people apart in filmmaking is the reason behind why you filmmake. I gotta give glory to God, man, for that one, because he gave me all the strength. Yes, yes, yes. Sounds like good information to me. On today's show, we discover more. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Let's Chew the Gum. I'm your host, Protocol. We talk a lot about a lot of things in this show. While we chew the gum, and just like every show, we always have something for your mind. Welcome to this latest edition of Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Uh, But today I have a special guest. I I always have a special guest, but I'm really excited to have this particular gentleman in the studio with me today, or at least on the show with me as we are in remote locations. My guest today, man, I'm I'm just looking at at where you are and where you've been. My guest, you guys, is... uh, Mr. T.Z. Hall. T.Z. was born in Louisville, Kentucky on May 5th. Hey, that's Cinco de Mayo. There's a lot of observances on that day, but May 5th. I'm not going to tell you the year uh, because it it might uh, give some clues as to I'm just going to avoid telling the year. But T.Z. is a writer, producer, a director. Uh, He has a movie production company, Bago Global and Associates LLC, which was established in uh, 2018. Was it? 2018. Um, he's been on BET's 106 and Park Wild Out Wednesday on BET's Blaze the Stage. He's released six music videos. He's, as I already said before, a producer and a director. He's done. Uh, if I go down the list, guys, I might run out of time, but he's been out there doing his thing for quite a while. And I've had the pleasure of recently working with him on a set and and checking out a few of his productions. So let me just stop and give him a chance to say something to you guys. Welcome to the show, TZ. What's happening? Hey, doctor. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. God bless. What's going on? Oh, man, it's, it's been it's been a really good day. It's been a good week. I've, I've been anticipating, you know, um, having this conversation with you. Um, to have you on the show. And, and it's timely because um, over the past few episodes, um, I've talked a lot about the entertainment industry in terms of things I have going on with On Watch TV. Uh, we recently had uh, another celebrity guest on. And then I have some, you know, some uh, uh, listeners who send emails and some of the questions they had were about the entertainment industry and, and uh, uh that type of thing. So I thought, you know what? What a perfect time to have you on. 
it's an honor. It's an honor, son. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm very grateful and, you know, your wisdom and your knowledge. And you already know that you are headed to the right path. So, you know, on Watch TV, I definitely support them. You guys go follow them on Instagram. Check them out. And uh, let's keep going. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, it's it's uh it's phenomenal. It's, it's a great opportunity to be able to have that outlet to to be able to put, you know, shows on for for individuals who are up and coming filmmakers, established filmmakers, and then other creatives as well, man. So as folks know, you know, those that have seen the channel, you go on there, you'll find documentaries and movies and drama and comedy and, and lifestyle videos, music videos, concerts. So there's a there's a variety and, and something there for everyone, man. I'm so happy to have that. You know, I was uh, really excited because over the last couple of days, you know, you, you already know you shared some of your productions with me and um, I thoroughly enjoyed those, man. You know, you, you shared the, the, the film, the, uh, the clinic or is it just this clinic, which was a comedy. And then the other movie, which is a little bit more on the dramatic side. Um, let's eat. And I wanted to talk to you about those particular productions. So let, let's start with the with the more dramatic one, which was Let's Eat. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers. You can give as many spoilers or not as you want. But I wanted to know what was the inspiration behind Let's Eat? And, and maybe you you're going to have to give them a little bit of context as to what it's about. But what was the inspiration behind that? Oh, great. I'm so glad you asked, Doc. Um, let's Eat. It was written in Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from, of course, the hometown of the greatest Muhammad Ali. And um, basically, um, I had done a couple movies beforehand, so I wanted to give something back to basically the hood and give a lesson to the people that I was surrounded with all the time because the movies that I was doing was kind of thinking outside the box a little bit. So I wanted to touch all genres. So I want to have something for comedy something for horror science fiction now just drama so um i went ahead and touched the hood a little bit um and what i did was i um kind of looked at the um some classics like the the minister societies and the boys in the hoods and the the john singletons and the hype williams and uh, i did my research on them how they got their point across with the all black just um storytelling of you know, uh, a guy that's coming up in the hood of uh, what it's like when you are trapped inside of the system. And it's only two ways that it goes. So at the end of the day, you know, penitentiaries and, you know, um, uh, basically dying is, is the next two ways that you will go when you choose the street life, which is the way that I written it. And, it's, and it was kind of cool because everybody came out and supported, like, the whole hood in Louisville, Kentucky. They, like, gravitated towards it like it was, like, a belly or something, you know. So, shout out to everybody that came out to the premiere event and watched Let's Eat. Shout out to everybody that watched it on Amazon Prime Video. Shout out to everybody that watched it worldwide. And I appreciate it, man. So, 
let's go. Let's keep it going. Yeah, man, I, I definitely appreciated it. And, and all those points that you just mentioned, they all came out. You know, there was the 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 glamour of it, the glory of it. But then it was also the reality of if you choose this pathway, you know, here's what can happen, because it, it was all there. You had the sort of the, the Robin Hood type of effect of, you know, giving back to the community, but also living in that life has consequences, man. So, you know, I was I was I was really pleased with that. You know, I've seen you know, I've seen every hood movie that that's been out. I've, I've lived a few <laughs> lived a few of those in reality. Um, but this one, um, you know, I, I liked it for the fact that it, the tangibility of it, the the realism of it and and just, you know, your overall approach. And, and I, I see, you know, I was reading through and, and saw that, you know, you had a red carpet event for this event in Louisville in 2019. And, and for this particular movie, you executive produced it, directed, wrote it edited, acted in them and you, you did it all. Right. So that's that's like, you know, I don't want to even say a person, you know, another person's level, but you did it all, man. You 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 really have the talent and the insight to to pull it off. And, and it showed. Thank you, man. I, I give glory to God, man, for that one, because he gave me all the strength and everything that I needed. All the earthly angels is what I call them. You know, all my cast and crew members to donate their time because, you know, you can't give, you can't give time back. You know, when somebody gives you that time, you got to make the best out of it and make it useful and something that they'll be appreciative and proud of. So I appreciate everybody that came out, all the earthly angels and, you know, all my glory goes to the man upstairs and the higher power. Yeah, definitely. There was there was definitely a variety of cast members, you know, performing in different roles, um, diversity in, in terms of the cast. And, and, you know, they showed up and showed out. They you know, it, I, I really I really enjoyed it, man. Um, so the the other movie I had a chance to see was Clinic. Right. And um, that one was, again, on the comedy side. You know, but there was some there was it was about some serious, you know, real life issues that people uh, might encounter. Um, so this one, 2018, again, you executive produced, you were the screenwriter, you acted in it, senior editor. Right. Again, once again, you you, you did all of that. And um, man, tell me about that. What was what was the inspiration behind that film? That one, Doctor, of course, is kind of funny because, you know, I have a sense of humor side. So one day I was sitting at a wedding, right? One of my friends was getting married. So I figured what would happen or what funny could happen at this wedding. So I don't know why, but out of the left field of my brain came the idea of, well, what if both wedding parties contracted an STD without having sex before <laughs> the wedding? So I had to come up with this whole plot of how this could happen and everybody could rush to this clinic and the groomsmen would be hiding from the, the bridesmaids and the bridesmaids. No, you know, it's just a lot of chaos goes on. So it was pretty funny when I was thinking about it. And I went ahead and wrote it, brought it to life and shout out again. God just looks out for me and he just brought me all kind of earthly angels and people that just came out of the left field that I had never met before. And they just came to help. And I mean, we had the wardrobes and the, the makeup and I mean, everybody knows the diversity in that movie was a lot as well, too. It was just 
I, I would really appreciate everybody that came out and had some fun with it. We all had a great time on the set. That was really fun. Yeah, it, it seemed fun. Even even you know the 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 outtakes or you know the bloopers at the end, all all of that. It, it kept my attention. And you know, I'm I'm very uh, critical of of movies. You know, sometimes if it, I'm I'm always giving films a try. But if it doesn't really catch me after about you know fifteen twenty minutes, I'm like, okay, let me move on to the next one. And and you know in in this environment, we have that opportunity, you know, to move on because there, there's so much out there. There's so much content out there. A lot of people are, you know, creatives. You know, everybody these days has a camera, you know, with the latest phones, you can pretty much make your own movies and, and whatnot. Um, but the it's the the like you said, for the first film, you did your research. You know, a lot of people will go out with the camera and, and just film. But what? in your opinion, sets individuals aside, those who are filmmakers or visionaries versus just people with cameras? What, what's, what sets them apart? Um, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that one too, Doc. Um, I think what sets people apart in filmmaking is the reason behind why you filmmake. Some people do it for a paycheck and some people do it for passion. And I can tell from the work that I watch and I see who appreciates the art a little, little bit more than just who wants to get paid, you know. And I just look at it as a bigger picture. The money will come. Just I just want to work. Let's just grind right now. And later on, we'll take care of all that. But right now, let's just I want to produce content. So I'm just hungry right now. And it's the passion that's in me is that's boiling. So I believe that separates a good filmmaker from just an average filmmaker. If you're doing it for the paycheck, or are you doing it for the passion? Do you like the art of it or not? You know, that, that's, that's interesting. You know, my, uh, I had a conversation with my son some years back and, and he, he's a musician and he was talking about making music and, and he held tightly onto the, the, phrase of amateur he was saying you know dad you know i still consider myself an amateur but he didn't mean it in the the way of like inexperienced or novice he broke it down to the origins of the word and he was saying that you know the origins of the word amateur mean is the love of you know you you're, because you love it and he said although you know i definitely want to get paid for my craft it's, it goes beyond that i do it and what drives me to do it is because i love doing it so I really appreciate it, you know, him distinguishing the phrase amateur from how we normally use it in sports or other uh, um, endeavors and meaning, you know, someone who's a novice and doesn't know much versus him saying, you know, for the love of it, love of it. And that, that's sort of what you kind of uh, brought about in, in your description as you distinguish the difference uh, between the two. So I, I definitely can can see that the love of it. Um, and I'm looking forward to so much more. I'm looking down the list and I just see quite of other things that, that you've done. Um, you directed uh, Overlooked, a hip hop of Louisville documentary and a red carpet event. Um, and that was in 2013. So you've been at this for a minute. I'm looking 2012 producer and director of Dirt Bowl documentary, which was uh, aired on Louisville Metro TV. So, I, you know, I, I can only imagine that, you know, there's some. Folks in Louisville, you know, your hometown that are really supporting you. But just like in anything, there are those that support and those that 
may not see the vision enough to be able to support. Maybe they're in disbelief. How do you navigate, um, you know, a field like this where a lot of it is based upon the acceptance of audiences? Right. How do you navigate that if, if you know, something you produce is not accepted with the claim? Right. How, how do you keep going? Um, it's like um, when you when you kind of make something or you feel like it's not at that level to where it should have been. That's good. It's kind of like falling seven times and getting up eight times. So it's kind of like you just learn. So you never lose or anything. It's just what did you what do you learn or take from that to grow and just better yourself for the next project or the next film or the next music or whatever you want to keep doing. So whatever you have a passion for anyway. So I just learned to, you know, you, you get down, you get back up, you know, so that, that's it. Just keep going. No, I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. It, it's a similar approach that I've taken in, in my life. I think, you know, when, when you're on a journey and, and you have a passion um, in that way, it's not dependent upon, you know, what others, you know, think. And, and we care what others think. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, everything is not for everybody. So perhaps, you know, maybe that show or that that particular piece wasn't for you. You know what I mean? But it fits somewhere on the shelf. It still belongs on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. I was listening uh, earlier today um, to a, a a clip from an interview with Denzel Washington, um, and uh, he was talking about um, folks being addicted to social media. And he was challenging folks. He said, if you don't think you're addicted, try being off of it for a week. And, you know, folks got pretty quiet after that. And I thought, great point. But he was also he went on to talk about how, you know, it some people consider it an evil in society, you know, um, the devil's plate box or the devil's work or whatever. And he his approach was, you know, it's a resource because we have free will and it's about how you use it. Right. And, and he talked about how, you know, a lot of people use it because they want to be liked. And he went on to say, you know, we we all want to be liked. Right. We all have, you know, uh, strive to be liked by someone. But back in the day, he's saying it used to be just the person across from you. Right. The person you saw. But now folks are trying to be liked by 16 million people that they never met. And if they don't, you know, get those Mm -hmm. accolades, somehow they feel as if they're a failure. Uh, and you kind of spoke to that before as far as getting, you know, falling down and getting back up and you just keep going. But but how important on, on a real level, how important is that to a filmmaker and, and particularly you? How important is, you know, being liked or having something accepted in terms of how you're motivated to continue? Mm. Well, on, on that situation, how I motivate myself to continue is I think about the biblical days and I go back to the way Moses, you know, went by himself and he was talking to God and how everybody was against Moses and he was leading people to the promised land. And even when he split the sea and, you know, when people got there, nobody really believed and that they were going to get across here and they got Pharaoh following him. They about to kill him and everything. This is a whole lot of people who believed in him, but he they, they felt let down. But at that moment when you pray and you have that faith, 
You know, anything can happen. Just like what Kevin Garnett said when he won the championship for the Boston Celtics back in the day, anything is possible. And when you have faith and you have that hard work, you have that drive, you know, it's kind of like what um, we created, my, um, the actual company of Vago Global and Associates. Vago doesn't just, it's just not a word. It means something. Like B in Vago, it means believe. You know, A, it means ambitious. You know, G, it means goals. You know, it leads to opportunities, which is the O. So if you believe and you ambitious, you set goals, it will lead to opportunities. So if you just take, you know, that and, you, you know, that's how I got by goals. So if you have that mindset of that mind frame and everything that you do and approach and you just believe in it, you stay hungry, you set a goal to where you want to, to go with it. And, you know, opportunities is going to happen because, you know, we I do believe that God watches over us and he's going to take care of his own. He all made us like we all are different, too. So we all don't we nobody has the same fingerprints. Everybody has different fingerprints. So at the same time, you know, we are different, but we're all the same, too. And we all can believe in whatever we want to do. Everybody has a passion in something. Everybody love or fell in love. With. I don't care if it's just. If you play video games, I've seen people get millions of dollars from playing video games or off YouTubers or anything that you love to do. You can do it and make it happen and grow and make money off of it. You, know, you got to keep believing and keep going. If you want to be the president of the United States, look at Barack Obama. You know, look at you, Dr. K. I know you got a backstory, so you could be a doctor. You're showing everybody that with a podcast and all. So salute to you. Whatever you believe in, stay ambitious, set you a goal and opportunities will come. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and you are speaking truth, man. I thought I was an admirer before and, and now I really am not because you, you paid me homage, but just the, you know, going back to Boggle, belief, ambition, goals leading to opportunity. And, and that's it. I mean, because it, like you said, if you have the belief and you are ambitious, you know, that's motivation. You've set the goal. And so, you know, what's out there, but your belief and ambition is going to guide you. That's going to wake you up each and every day. You're going to wake up with a purpose. You're not going to wake up stumbling around trying to figure things out. You know, whether you have a lot of money or a little money, that goal is something you want to achieve. And so you're, it's, it's being driven. And as you said, opportunities are going to come. And I tell people that all the time, you know, um, a goal can be you know short term or it can be far off, you know. Um, speaking of doctorate, working on my doctorate degree or whatnot, when I was in community college, you know, I would tell people, you know, what are you going to school for? They'd ask. I say I'm working on my master's degree. I was not in the master's program, wasn't close to to that point. But that was the reason that I was going to community college. The, the goal was out there and I believed in that and I was ambitious and I did have that goal and it did lead to opportunities. Right. So, you know, that being said, man, you you you've spoken a lot of truth. And I, I, I appreciate that because for listeners and let me just give a shout out to the listeners like I always do, man. We have listeners in over 40, uh, about 45 countries right now, man. And, you know, they they have been loyal and I appreciate them uh, when they write, you know, to me about the show or questions. But just the fact that you drop that information, I know that that's appreciated and well received. And so for all my adult listeners, you know, that are 35 to 65, you know, and, and the listeners, you know, I have a large group of listeners that are 17 to 34 also. So wherever you are, 
it, that 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 to me says everything. Wherever you are, I hope you have re- received what my guest, uh, Mr. TZ, TZ Hall, just laid out. Belief, ambition and goals leading to opportunity. That was well said. I think, uh, you know, on, on that note, I want to take a break, um, just a brief break for sponsors. And uh, when I come back, man, I, I want to you know, there are a few people that wrote in prior to you know, you even scheduling the show and some of their questions or comments, you know, are right in line with what we're talking about. So I want to address those on the air and talk a little bit about what you're currently doing and uh, hope you can stick around. Let's do it, man. You got me, Doc. All right. We'll be right back. Loyal listeners and new listeners, thank you so much. I'm asking briefly for your assistance with a project that I'm undertaking with my nonprofit SCORE. There are 100 plus students in Sri Lanka that I'm gifting books and learning materials to, and I could use your help. You can feel free to send a tax deductible donation to the nonprofit uh, SCORE. You can do this through Cash App. Uh, You at Cash App SCORE 501C3. Uh, for your tax deductible donation or email me at score 501c3 at gmail.com for other information. Also check it out on my social media pages. We look forward to your support and the kids of Papua New Guinea will surely be grateful. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to our sponsors. Once again, this is Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Remember, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have ideas for the show, topic ideas or just want to ask questions, always you can feel free to email me at Let's Chew the Gum at Gmail dot com. That's L-E-T-S-C-H-E-W-T-H-E-G-U-M at gmail.com let's shoot the gum at gmail.com i'm always open and always ready to listen um we're going to as a matter of fact we're going to take some some questions uh, on the air not live but uh, we'll address some questions on the air um right now as a matter of fact so believe it or not man i'm going to take one from your hometown louisville kentucky um and this is from james from louisville no last name do you know james <laughs> James, Miss James, I know a couple of James. Shout out to James from Louisville, Kentucky. Right, right. There's a lot of Jameses. But this is from James in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, he says he enjoyed the uh, show I did with DC Glenn. Um, for those of you that don't know, DC Glenn is a part of the rap duo tag team. And they had the, if, you know, newer generations would know him from the Geico commercial. You know, they are, you know, making the ice cream and he's got the sprinkles. So, he was on. So anyway, James says he enjoyed the show with DC Glenn, the interview. Um, he says, uh, do I plan to have any other celebrities coming on? Well, guess what? We got TZ Hall today. So that was timely. So uh, I hope that answers your question. Um, as far as other celebrities coming on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stick around um, for the, the upcoming year. As you guys know, this is uh, season four of the podcast. And right now we're recording episode two. So um, stay tuned. There will be more celebrity guests on the show. I'm glad you enjoyed the show with DC Glenn. I'm going to be sure that I send him a, a message and let him know um, 
that you, among others, enjoyed that interview. Uh, Louisville, man, as you said at the outset, um, and I knew this was is the home of, you know, the GOAT, Muhammad Ali. Um, I can you know, I'm from Detroit originally. So for me, you know, it's the home of Motown. And I was always inspired as a kid, you know, because I would hear this music on the on the radio. Um, but I could walk past Motown any day of the week. As a matter of fact, I used to ditch school just to go <laughs> just to go and stare and, fr- and sit in front of the uh, uh, Hitsville building. Um, which is really a converted home on, on uh, West Grand Boulevard in Detroit. I would sit there and, and imagine that, you know, one of my, you know, heroes or stars would come out, you know, whether it's Stevie Wonder or the Supremes or Smokey or the Temptations or, you know, any number of, of artists. But it gave me inspiration. What was it like or what it, what is it like growing up in Louisville with someone like Muhammad Ali, an icon like that? What what type of. You know, was that something that was inspiring to you? Oh, yes, dude. Like, you hear so many stories of Ali in Louisville, Kentucky. It is crazy. You know, my dad, he used to box as well. So he was in the Golden Gloves. And, you know, they spent time together boxing as amateurs, too, coming up. But, of course, Ali went on to the Olympics and things of that nature and done great things and, you know, became the biggest icon in the world. Like, everybody in the whole world knows this man. Like, it's crazy. More people know him than Joe Biden than our president right now. It's like, you know, he's more, you know, he's a big guy. So, um, but you see both sides. So, coming up with Ali as well, you know, he told it like it was. So, the things that he was going through with racial situations and racism, you know, it still goes on today in Louisville, Kentucky, as we just witnessed with the whole Breonna Taylor situation. And it was just publicized. But things like that have happened so much in my city. Like, as a matter of fact, I lost one of my best friends coming up. You know, he was 17. I was 17 at the time. We both the same age. I mean, his name was Michael Newby, and he was the first Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the, the cop killed him and this guy named Mattingly. This, it's crazy how in my city they're all kin to each other. Like, you know, it's the Mattingly's, the guy that I'm speaking of with the Breonna Taylor situation is actually a nephew of the Mattingly who killed my best friend back in the day, Michael Newby, who later on ended up got promoted to, to like a, a chief in another county of Kentucky. But that's just like two different stories. And I have to tell Michael Newby's story later on in my filmmaking days. So we'll see the first Trayvon Martin before, before Trayvon. Salute to Trayvon Martin and his family as well. And, um, you know, my condolences and all, but... Yeah, my friend Michael Newby, it was it was crazy tragedy what happened to him. But you get to see what Ali was talking about then it transitioned to today. Even when he came home from winning the gold medal in the Olympics, he couldn't eat in a restaurant without, you know, him experiencing racism. So even through his gold medal inside of what is now the Ohio River back in the day, and it's still the Ohio River now, but no one has ever found this gold medal either. But, you know, they have documentation that he literally threw this Olympic gold medal into the river because of that. You know, it doesn't mean anything to him if he can get a, um, a hamburger at any restaurant he wanted to in his hometown. 
So it's just it was hard back in back in Louisville, Kentucky. And then on the other side of it as well, we experienced it's a show called The First 48. I don't know if you guys are aware of that show, but it shows not the countryside, but the more city side of Louisville, which, you know, I kind of compared Georgia and Louisville together and it's like Atlanta and, well, I'm sorry, Georgia and Kentucky together and the cities of Atlanta and Louisville are, are similar. You know, outside of Atlanta is a lot of country. Outside of Louisville, there's a lot of country in Kentucky as well. So um, it just, you just see a lot. And that's why I have 19 films that I've written. So I have so many stories that I want to tell. So when God, you know, blesses it in my heart and he puts this my time and to do this type of thing, I already have things in the archives that's ready to rock and roll, written to say the end on them. Let's go. Let's film them, you know, budget or not. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's impressive, man. And, you know, so Ali definitely was an inspiration for for for. You know, just the complete picture, you know, the, the, the bad parts, but also to instill the courage to, to, to tell those stories. You know, I heard Ali, you know, in many interviews talk about that incident you spoke of about, you know, throwing his metal into the river because, and, you know, racism is, is, a, is a terrible evil. We want to talk about a, a pandemic that's enduring. You know, this is one that is enduring and, you know. People say it's gotten better and, and things have gotten better. We, we can't deny that. But we have a long, long way to go. I was, I was just watching a, a news show before we came on air about a uh, police, another police department where uh, police officers were circulating racist texts, um, racist jokes, um, threats about, you know, various ethnic groups that, you know, they didn't care for. And, you know, these are individuals that we trust in our communities to do the right thing, much like, you know, all professions, whether you're you know, a police officer or a teacher or you know, doctor, lawyer, attorney, you work at the DMV, no matter where it is, man. And so, you know, in any profession and in any area, you know, I, I hope that we continue to, you know, stand up against those those things. And I applaud everyone that is on front line standing up to eradicate those. I applaud everyone who you know, formally have engaged in racist acts, but have have discovered and found out, you know, that that's not the way to go. And they've transformed them li their, their lives and, and are helping others uh, because it, it, it's not necessary. Um, you know, when we talk about living in America, like Ali said, the land of opportunity. Right. There's no need to be racist. You know, just compete, you know, if it's a competition thing, because, you know, to me, the only what the need for racism, why would you want to be racist? I don't know. Are you afraid that you can't compete on an equal level? Right. You, do you not have the skill sets and are able to articulate or be motivated to, you know, with with with, you know, those ambitions and, and, and goals to, you know, achieve your opportunities? I, I don't know. It's no it's no reason for it. And most people that I talk to, because I, I, I talk to a lot of racists, I engage individuals and most people, you know, are still dealing with, you know, situations where it was taught to them because it, it is taught. So we can teach a different story. We can teach a different way. And hopefully we can, you know, overcome those. And, and that's that's one of the, another one of the reasons why I feel like filmmaking as an art form or, or film as an art form is very important because you can tell a story and individuals based upon their own 
uh, prior experiences can find themselves somewhere in that story. And if a story is told right, if it's told with context and clarity and has a point, you know, you can you can really change the world. There's so many films that have had that impact. So, I, I you know, I hope that you do. And 19 films, that's impressive. That's impressive. I hope that you continue to, to utilize, you know, this medium to tell stories, to, to keep having people, you know, to to think and to ponder. Um, and, you know, as much as I may have excelled in other areas in life, you know, filmmaking is something that I've always wanted to do. And, you know, with On Watch TV, um, you know, it started for me as an opportunity to showcase other creatives. I've always had my own ideas about, you know, wanting to tell stories. But now, you know, as, as you know, from a, a recent encounter, a recent set that we worked on together, my motivation is not only to provide a platform for others, but also to make films myself, you know. So um, I actually <laughs> went back to school myself to to uh, learn the craft behind it, um, because anything I do, I want to do it justice. Right. Um, I had a little pushback from others that saying, you know, you have six college degrees. Why do you want to go back to school? I, I love learning. Right. So how can I have a, a TV channel or TV outlet or whatever entertainment outlet broadcasting company and not know? So, you know, I invested in, in, the, in the schooling and the equipment. And then I find out with all of your accolades, with all of your experience in films and all the things you've done, you're actually a film school student yourself. How does how does that 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 takes some humility? How how does that how do you go from producing, directing, writing all of these things to say I'm going to go to film school? It goes back to that passion. It goes back to eat, sleep, you know, drinking, just film. It goes back to you know, I have a hashtag that I love. If you guys want to follow me on social media, on Instagram, at TZHaw underscore. But I use a hashtag. Once again, it's at TZHaw underscore. It is hashtag all gas, no breaks. And once again, hashtag all gas, no breaks. Like, let's just go, go, go. I also like to use a hashtag called we work harder. So hashtag we work harder. So, I mean, if you see those, I salute. It's just my mentality is just a little bit different. So I always want to do something productive. I always want to help somebody. I always want to write something, give opportunities to people. I mean, because that's what, you know, God put me here to do. And I feel like that's what, you know, and sometimes in, in, the, in life, we have to humble ourselves to realize, you know, the power that we have. And the tongue is the most powerful muscle in your body. So sometimes when you're speaking, you can speak things into existence. You speak things into the universe. So with me just saying, look, I have this goal. You know, we're going to believe in it. Be ambitious about it. We're going to achieve it. And then, you know, of course, the opportunities are going to come. And they came. So it's just I, I've embedded myself in that way. So it's just the mindset, I believe. I believe that as well. And and you are reinforcing my beliefs in that concept, man. I'm happy that you said that. So let me the, the, let me just get this. Uh, make sure. So on social media, it's TZ Hall underscore all gas, no breaks. 
yeah, actually, um, it's TZ Hall underscore. That's just that's just my um, okay, my got social. It. Got but it. I was just saying my hashtag that I love to use is just all gas no brakes. Gotcha. It just it just gets me motivated to go. Let's work. And then Let's hashtag work. we work harder. I want I want to yeah, talk so. about the first hashtag because as I'm looking at it and I see okay here here's a uh, a homonym a word that you know has the same sound but a different meaning. I, I hope I got that right. Um, but all gas, no brakes. Now, if I'm thinking gas, I'm thinking car. I'm thinking car brakes are B-R-A-K-E-S. All gas, no brakes. But also, I'm thinking motivation and grind is no brakes like we're not stopping for a break. B-R-E-A-K. So in your in your hashtag, are we using brakes like a car with the R-A-K? Or is it R-E, you know, is it brakes like a breakfast break? Actually, I love I love that, and that's with the whole concept of all gas, no brakes, because we can use it in both ways. So I I use it as all gas, no brakes, as in the car, because I don't want to scare people off and working with me. I don't want you know, <laughs> no like, brakes, no, <laughs> no brakes, baby. I need my fifteen minutes, man. You know, you know, I need my thirty minutes. Uh, so no, nah, I don't use it as brakes as far as that. So I use it as the um the car, but that's in my mindset. I am thinking that way, man. I don't need a break. I just let's just go. Sure. I can eat on the go. For like, sure. Like wait, I can sure. edit and eat. Edit and do this. So yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. No, that is definitely motivational. Let me uh I'm gonna go back and uh pick up a few more uh uh questions or, or comments from some of the listeners. We're gonna go to France. And by the way, there's a there's a nice uh short film uh, by done by a young lady in France on the channel. So if you guys get a chance to go to on watch TV on, on Roku or fire TV, um, to check out the channel, there's a category called first films and it's a category dedicated to, um, individuals who've made their first film and we're putting it on there. I'm putting it on there. Um, and so she has a, a short film on there. She's from France. So I thought about her shout out to you. Um, but this is from Julie in France and she asked, um, will, I'm sorry. Oh, will I bring guests on from my on watch TV shows? Will they be guests on here, uh, from individuals that have done shows for on watch TV? Absolutely. First of all, TZ hall, we've talked about this, about having your shows on the channel. And so I'm counting on that because I, I want them there. I want the shows there. Um, so can, can I say with some certainty that TZ's, uh, film, some of those will be on, on watch TV yeah, for sure. Doctor, you got it. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Um, but to further answer your question, Julie, absolutely. Um, if you, if on the website, as a matter of fact, on watch TV.net on the website, there is a section there dedicated to individuals that have content on the show where I do a short interview with them and, and kind of uh, they describe their their show and, and the content that, that they have on there. And I'd love to get you on there, too, TZ, to, you know, so individuals that have content on the channel, they're always welcome to come on and do an interview and we place it right on the website so folks can get a little bit of uh, behind the scenes, a little bit more in depth knowledge about who these creators and these creatives are on the show. So so looking forward to that. Thank you, Julie from France. I'm going to go over to Japan, Japan. And this is uh, from Harutu Tanaka. And Harutu wants to know, uh, says, uh, am I open to having anime on the channel? Absolutely. I, I love anime. I'm definitely open to having some anime on the channel. 
um, that's going to be uh, big. And let's see what other part did he say? He says, uh, am I open to anime on the channel and a creator as a guest, an anime creator? Absolutely. Looking forward to that. You know, I, I'm not so uh, big in the world of, of anime in terms of I know all these shows. I have a nephew. I, I need to put his picture up on on the wall. You go in his bedroom. It's, it's completely covered in anime posters, the ceiling, the walls. It looks amazing. Right. Um, so here's here's some shows that I that I think are anime. And some people are going to give me some some uh, feedback on this. I'm sure I think Speed Racer back in the day was anime i think that was an anime show i don't know if you remember speedway that's like a 70s show this guy's a race car driver but other anime that i think is anime i could be wrong but uh avatar that's one of my favorite shows if it's not anime it reminds me of it um shout out to to those creators and actors um i don't usually plug individuals but uh, avatar the last airbender and then of course cora the legend of cora love those shows now, I have to ask TZ, since I took that question, do you like anime or is that something that you've explored before? Of course, of course. I mean, I keep it open mind. Dude. I, I wrote a kid's um, show, like just to even, I mean, just to teach them the ABCs, you know what I mean, with shapes and stuff. It's just crazy. Yes, I do anime, I do kids shows, voiceovers, whatever is needed. I'm damn. Like, I'm just... That guy, I have a passion for it. I love it. Uh, like, I, I mean, even Foley. Like, I, I even came up with this Foley. Foley is what it's called. You have to excuse my country accent, you guys. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. So <laughs> our words is kind of a little, little different. But it's called the Foley, basically, where we just, like, make noises inside of a um, sound room. So you may be watching the TV on – you may be watching a program on the TV, and you see somebody going up the steps – well, that's somebody in the Foley room just acting like they're going up steps and they're actually recording that. You may be stepping on some wood or whatever the case may be, but you're imitating what you're seeing on the actual screen. So, yeah, I'm down with all of that. Yes. Anime, sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Yeah, man, I, I enjoy checking out, you know, uh, videos of, of folks in the Foley room and looking at the different things they use to make all those sounds that we see on television it's amazing and, and they're creative you know they they'll have up just about anything in there i mean all types of gadgets and things you would never think of to make the sounds of whether it's an, an animal or a car screeching or footsteps or doors whatever it may be wind it's it's amazing i and uh i, I love that I'm, I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that brought that out man that's well-rounded i'm loving to hear that i'm going to take one more actually I'm going to save this this comment because I, I have a show upcoming that this next comment is it, Jose G from Puerto Rico. So I do want to say your name, let you know, Jose, if you're listening, I want to take your comment on another show because it's going to be right in line with uh, the guests that I have coming up. Um, TZ, man, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, definitely um, inspiring, man. And, and I know for a fact that folks that are listening are going to be inspired by what you had to offer, you know, so continue with the beliefs, the ambitions, the goals, the opportunities are definitely going to flow. I can't wait to uh, work with you again. I, I thoroughly enjoyed having an opportunity to to work alongside you and, and just, you know, even still, I've been texting you a few days, picking your brain about, you know, this light or that light, even today earlier. Right. Um, so, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. No problem, Doc. And whenever you need anything, man, I got you, man. Any questions you may have in this Hollywood, whatever it is, bro, I got you. And, you know, I, I look forward to working with you again, too, man. You're great. And tell your wifey, man, I said hello and thank you for the beautiful and great-looking food and tasting food. Oh, my gosh. Everything just matches five-star dining, like, literally. So, shouts out to wifey, man. Thank you, doctor. Thank you to your beautiful family. Oh, yeah, your beautiful daughter. She killed the game on that art design. If you guys need an art designer, she's, like, the the dopest i didn't see she can set up your set to make it look very good so shout out to her and shout out to your talented son too you know he's on them keys real tough you know doing his thing so yeah man shout out to him and keep going keep grinding and yeah i enjoy working with you and your family man salute to you and blessings to you i, I appreciate that so much I, I didn't expect it i'm sitting here cheesing like a proud papa man but yeah they showed up and showed out man so definitely they got the, the art the music and and the food was amazing man I, and i get to have it every day and uh, as quiet as it is kept i was just having a conversation with another colleague the other night about a, a potential restaurant deal with my wife so you know we'll see how that kicks off but yeah uh, you you heard it from tz the food is amazing i've been trying to get her on the show man she's but she's uh, a little reluctant we'll see but thank you man shout out to you you know much success to you and I, and I know it's coming man i'm looking forward again as i said to more um shout out again and thank you to the audience from around the world and all 45 countries you guys are what you know keeps me motivated to do this show to keep putting out out you know shows and bringing on fabulous guests like mr tz hall um the extraordinaire extraordinaire man um, again, let's chew the gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Again, send those emails to let's chew the gum at gmail.com. Check out on watch TV on Roku and Amazon. Follow my guy TZ Hall on his social pages, social media pages at TZ Hall underscore. Did I get that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's perfect, man. Thank All you right. so much All for right. that plug. For sure. You guys remember. We always have. Thumbs